Welcome to the podcast. The World Health Organization is blatantly tied to China. We've seen their actions over the last uh, few weeks, and they've been really disturbing in the way they've acted. They're protecting China, who's been lying to us the entire time. We get into that. Uh, Pat Gray is on, and he has some great new news about hydroxychloroquine, uh, which is showing some real promise. Uh, some, some doctors are out there saying this could be the big solution. We really hope that it is, or at least something steps into that role. Uh, we talk about uh, whether 5G is causing coronavirus. Uh, there's a theory going around about that. We get into it with an expert on 5G. Uh, Tiger King is on the plate for today uh, with the actual sheriff from the area uh, talking about the uh, accusation of uh, one of the uh, people in the show being accused of murder of her, her ex-husband. Uh, and Alyssa Milano has a brand new standard on the Me Too movement. You're going to love it. Also want to remind you, if you happen to be uh, uh, available on uh, tonight, uh, which is a Tuesday night, if you are listening on the day of. Uh, Glenn Beck's Arguing with Socialists. It's launch day. It's out today. You can get it on Amazon, of course, uh, as well as glennbeck.com. Another great way to get it is at glennbeckbooksigning.com. Why? Well, we can't do book signings. I don't know if you've noticed there's a global pandemic going on right now. But if you go to glennbeckbooksigning.com, you can uh, you can join him and answer uh, get a signed copy of the book anyway. We'll do an online virtual signing tonight. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can also get a question asked for Glenn. He'll be answering questions throughout the night. So make sure to go out there. And I will say, I mean, you want to talk about a great booking. Stu Does America has Glenn Beck on as well, as well as Michael Malice today. That's a great show for Stu, uh, on Stu Does America tonight as well. You can subscribe uh, on your podcast app. And make sure to join us tonight again at glenbeckbooksigning.com. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right, our coronavirus update for the day. Here are the uh, confirmed cases worldwide. 1,359,010 people. That's up. Uh, that is up almost uh, 100,000 from yesterday. Total confirmed deaths worldwide up 5,000 to 75,906. We now have 367,650 confirmed cases. That is up from 336, so uh, about, about 30,000 cases. New cases were confirmed yesterday. 9,600 deaths yesterday to 10,943. That's 100. Uh, sorry, 1,300 th- uh, uh, more deaths. That is an astonishing number. Um, now, in the motor, in the motor city, uh, there are more than 700 employers in one Detroit hospital system that have now tested positive. 700 employees. 700 people in one hospital system. This is the Henry Ford Hospital campus. They confirmed yesterday they have 731 cases of coronavirus among the employees at the hospital. That accounts for 2% in the hospital system's 31,000 employees. There is as many as 1,500 at another hospital in the state that have reported symptoms similar to the coronavirus. Those numbers are not confirmed cases yet. 
The doctors say if we are going to test the whole population, you would see large, large numbers of people who are testing positive. Testing positive is a measure of how contagious this virus is. It doesn't mean how deadly it is. Uh, the hospital put out a uh, statement saying our team members are our greatest asset and the health and safety is top priority as we continue to respond to this pandemic. That is remarkable, uh, the number of people sick in this hospital. We know we are not immune to potential exposure and we remain grateful for the courage and dedication of our entire team. Detroit, Michigan's largest city, has, uh, has seen a surge of, uh, of coronavirus cases in recent days, while the state itself has seen just over 17,000 cases of the virus, the third largest total of any state in the U.S. More than 5,000 of those cases were reported in Detroit, where hundreds have already died. The invisible enemy is COVID-19 hiding in our cells. COVID-19 may be able to remain in the body and reactivate later. This comes after testing 51 recovered patients who found themselves with the same symptoms. The patients from uh, South Korea had spent time in quarantine while recovering from the disease. Uh, and they, were, they passed all the tests and showed that they were coronavirus free. They were released. Within a couple of days, they were back in the hospital. The center said it did not believe the patients had been reinfected, but that the virus had remained at an undetectable level in their cells and for some reason later reactivated. The claim runs contrary to the bulk of current evidence about how the virus works. Investigators say the most likely explanation was that the clearance samples for the patients were false negatives. This is a common issue. Now they're saying maybe we shouldn't go to the grocery store at all. Coronavirus deaths are spiking in Los Angeles. And with the critical week ahead, health officials have advised residents on Monday to stay at home and avoid shopping to limit the spread of the virus. If officials say you have enough supplies in your home this week and next week, you should skip going out or doing any kind of shopping whatsoever. Officials confirmed 420 new coronavirus cases in the county and 15 deaths on Monday. Have you heard that there is a surge now uh, of coronavirus with those people who were working in grocery stores? They are starting to get sick now. The biggest problem that I see coming from this, besides the American economy and what's going to be done with socialism, comes from Mexico. Mexico, this is the first time I've seen this story. Mexico's slow response may cause problems for Texas. As recently as March 15th, some 40,000 concert goers crowded into a stadium for the Latino Music Festival. Tourists from Europe and the United States were able to enter the country without any restrictions until late last week. Restaurants, airports, subways, grocery stores remain open in Mexico City, though churches and large markets have closed. The rapid spread of the COVID-19, however, has begun to increase the urgency of the government's response. Mexican health authorities reported on March 16th the country only had 82 cases of COVID-19. Two weeks later, that number swelled to nearly 2,400. 
including 125 deaths. The health minister, Hugo, Hugo lopez Gatal, who two weeks ago dismissed U.S. social distancing restrictions as an extreme tactic and irresponsible, is now urging citizens to stay home, stay at home, stay at home, end quote. If you have enough food, stay at home, still quoting. There is no reason good enough to go out, period. The president, President Obrador, uh, spent the first half of March dismissing the gravity of the virus, encouraging Mexicans to frequent restaurants and posting videos of himself in, in crowds kissing babies. He said Mexico's spirituality is going to protect the country against the virus. And he made a public display of pulling out two religious amulets that he said would be his shield. And finally, is this the virus or is this the big government communists in China? Hong Kong is now closed to all foreign travelers indefinitely. The city has extended its ban on arrivals after most cases over the past two weeks have come from overseas. Only six of 24 newly infected yesterday are local transmissions. But all are linked to entertainment venues that are already closed. All entertainment venues are closed until further notice. Hong Kong recently issued a new state of emergency order revoking travel into the country from outside the nation, including China. The order will prevent Hong Kong from opening up its economy through at least early May. There's one more story that we missed yesterday, and that is, when do you think... We're going to open up our borders and open up our economy. Well, there is a group that has done a study on this, on when we are going to uh, open things up at all. And it shows that if we um, use the model used in China, it will be May 16th. If we use the, the SARS model, we won't be opening things up until July 18th. Sorry, June 18th. June 18th. But with China opening things up and Hong Kong opening things up and it hitting again, all bets are currently off. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to uh, Tuesday. I want to talk a little bit about this madness with the uh, hydroxychloroquine uh, debate. The the press is treating this like it is leeches. Mm. Uh, you know, the president's so crazy he wants to he wants to use leeches to go ahead and try to help people. And then he says, you know, if you got a headache, we'll put your head in the guillotine. And That's you. not what he's we'll talking about. Yeah, <laughs> CNN is so it's not what he's, they are so invested in this, in contradicting and trashing everything Trump says. They won't even consider that there's an upside to this treatment. They won't even consider it. Uh, and there is an upside. Yeah, there's absolutely. a huge upside. Absolutely. Uh, listen to this L.A. doctor. Now, this is a doctor who is actually treating patients 
who have COVID-19. Here's what he says about it. I do want to ask you about hydroxychloroquine. The president was pushing it pretty strong again yesterday. You said uh, you have prescribed this. I want to talk to you about the effects you're seeing and what it might do for people who take it normally outside of coronavirus and a possible shortage of medicine for them. Exactly. What we're finding clinically with our patients is that it really only works in conjunction with zinc. So the hydroxychloroquine mm. opens the zinc channel, zinc goes into the cell, it then blocks the replication of the, of the cellular machinery. So it has to be used in conjunction with zinc. We are seeing some clinical responses in that regard. There are people that take it regularly for other disease processes. We have to be ca cautious and mindful that we don't prescribe it for patients who have COVID that are well. It really should be reserved for people that are really sick in the hospital or at home very sick that need that medication. Otherwise, we're going to blow through our supply for the patients that take it regularly for other disease processes. But what, but what you're saying is you're prescribing it and it is working for COVID-19 patients. Every patient I've prescribed it to has been very, very ill. And within 8 to 12 hours, they were basically symptom-free. And so oh, clinically, wow. I am seeing a resolution That's incredible. that mirrors what we saw in the French study and some of the other studies worldwide. Um, but what I am seeing is that people uh. are taking it alone by itself it's not having efficacy okay wow that is uh that's very interesting news and and hopefully uh we can get that more widespread dr anthony cardillo thank you so much for your information yeah. so why is why is the media they, are they just do they care about being right i think so. and donald trump being wrong mm -hmm. more than people's lives seems to it's me. insane insanity yeah. yeah that's how much they hate trump that uh, they they will bash this potential uh, cure or not cure yeah for be, because they hate him so much it's it's unbelievable I mean and let's say you have a temperature of 104 you can't breathe and you feel like garbage and you ask for hydroxychloroquine but your doctor says well Doctor Fauci says it's you know, there's just anecdotal evidence it works. Oh, okay. Well, then just give me ibuprofen. <laughs> what, I mean, what do you have to lose? Well, there's not, there's not uh, any evidence that ibuprofen cures it. So, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that is, a, it is bizarre. It is. And, and I think a lot of this is they just intentionally, incorrectly summarize what Trump is saying. Right. right. Trump yes. is saying, mm -hmm. look, we don't know if it's the answer. We hope it is. I have hope for it. Like, and if you're in the, you know, life and death situation, why not give it a shot? That is what basically Trump is saying every single time. He's hopeful yeah. on it. And he's not saying, he's not yeah. talking to the average person. He's talking to doctors. doctors. Mm -hmm. He's talking to doctors. Mm -hmm. Doctors should look into this. Not, not, you know, me, not you. Doctors, if you are sick, ask your doctor about it and he says that he that, says that, like that's that what he's decision saying. should be made in conjunction with your doctor he doesn't say just go yes. take the fish tank cleaner and start <laughs> ab and start you know guzzling it you know maybe this is uh, this is comes from their understanding of universal health care because the the president could just make dictates in universal health care i mean if the if the, the you know the government runs everything mm -hmm. if they're like you know what we're not going to give this drug then what the president says we do Th this is still a free market in a free country we we absolutely can use it there's no downside to using this 
other than it hurts the people who really need it all the time. We can't, we just can't burn through all of it. Which is a big deal, by the way. I mean, I, you know, that, yeah. that's a significant, it is something that is used for, uh, for, you know, lupus and, um, you know, obviously malaria. But you know what? High, yeah. It, it's a it's a um, it's it's no longer a trademark drug. It's out on the open yeah. market. You can make a generic version of this. If this actually would get some support, our our drug companies could spend. Hey, everybody for a week, make this. And they mm-hmm. could. Oh yeah, and look, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not a drug you can't get at this point. The, and I think this, this doctor seemed to be taking a smart approach with it, which is like use it when you get to a point where it's really serious, and um, the patient is about to die. And, and at yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And at that point, right then, if they decide this is the right treatment then you're right glenn they can produce it like crazy the question is do you produce right. it like crazy before you know that answer and you know like honestly like we if we if if there is enough anecdotal if the if there gets to a point where it doesn't have to be proven to every last level scientific doubt but if they get to a point because i know there's a chinese study that said it didn't do anything now look it's china i don't know but i trust that no so if we can get enough uh, over this line where we believe it helps enough people or at least helps some subset of people, it may just be people that have certain conditions or it may just be people that take other medications or it may just be people with certain genetic makeups, right? Like maybe it only helps 10% of patients, but still that's a miracle. But if you're critically ill, you're going to be okay with that. You give uh, it a shot. Let me try it. Yeah. If I'm going to die anyway what's the downside of trying it you know it's funny because they're they're all saying you know high doses of vitamin c uh is has been shown to be effective in some patients and nobody has a problem with that one that seems mm-hmm. like witch doctor stuff to me <laughs> vitamin c yeah that sounds like something my mother would do take some more vitamin c okay some orange juice well the, right. the issue here too but if it is works that, it works yeah. right and, and trump is summarizing a larger point like trump you know look he's not a doctor as he said he does not know the 70 plus medications they're doing clinical trials with all by name he knows a couple of them he's mentioned the other one uh which is from um uh gilead as well several times uh as a potential uh, uh treatment as well like it, they're doing dozens and dozens of these trials at the same time trying to figure out what works best like but, the point but, is that we, the, we're hoping to get one of these things to catch on and actually work for people this at the doses that are required to help this particular problem it is it is a drug that has already gone through fda approval it's already yeah. it's already approved it's not killing and at those people. levels there there is no danger to this drug no danger at all and if mm-hmm. it if it works with just as you said 10 percent of the people it's worth doing but the, the, the CNNs of the world are so vested in them being right mm-hmm. and Donald yep. Trump being wrong, they cannot admit it. And it's it's sick. It's really a sickness. Pat and I were just talking off the air about uh, ABC uh, radio that did this um, recently. ABC uh, it was a podcast that that presented this just like the media has been doing it. Look, Donald Trump is giving people false hope. You know, look, is there a chance of this working? It's possible, but right now it's the wrong. He's not handling this right and just you know kind of trashing him. One of their former radio executives actually got coronavirus, went to the Cleveland Clinic, and the Cleveland Clinic gave me gave him hydroxychloroquine and it cured him. Oh jeez. It's one of their Holy former cow. executives. That's amazing. And the, you know, you got to if you're covering And they don't even story, mention that in the story, right? Particularly if you ABC, but I would say every media source, 
But if you're ABC, don't you have to mention yes. that this guy who worked for your company yes, yes, you was do. was yes. cured by this? And again, it's not just. And like wouldn't you be happy to? Clinic. Wouldn't you be happy to? Yeah. Absolutely, I'd be happy to be mention thrilled. that. Should be thrilled. You'd want to be, you'd wanna be wrong. You'd want to be wrong uh, that it has absolutely yes. no efficacy because it's helping people in eight to twelve hours. Yeah. According to this L.A. doctor, I mean, and you don't include oh, that gosh. in the story either. Really encouraging, right? By the way, and there are he, people who have used this with uh, with really good success. It's promising okay. in some cases. Yeah. So now let's, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Look at how the media is handling uh, French doctors saying COVID-19 vaccine should be tested on poor Africans. <laughs> um, oh, my boy. What? Not, not, I mean, not, not ideal messaging there, I would say. No. No, no it, I mean, that was the messaging of the Nazis <laughs> and the progressives of that era. <laughs> you know, hey, let's just try it on some undesirables. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. But you could argue, okay, well, they have nothing. They don't have ICU units. They don't have any ventilators. They are all, we're going to doom them all to death. Why not try this out? Yeah. But that is being discussed as a much uh, less harebrained idea than hydrochloroquine. I mean, wait, you're going to just test drugs that you have no idea what is. (laughs) Nobody's ever put them in human bodies before. (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to send them down to Africa and shoot those people up with them. (laughs) That is a reasonable idea to the press. But (laughs) hydrochloroquine, oh, that's insane. I mean, look, both of those things could be, you know, one of the reasons why a, a vaccine takes 12 to 18 months is they feel like, okay, we think we have the answer here. However, we should probably make sure before we give it to 100 million people, right? Mm-hmm. That right. is part of, that's the reason why that delay, at least part of the reason why the delay is so long, because they can't give it to an entire population uh, and without knowing if it kills people in six months, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, most likely it doesn't. <clears throat> this right? we like, do. But this, 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 uh, the this we know is we effective, do know. or at least not damaging, right? We do know that. Right. It will, won't kill anyone. These, these vaccines, they, they might kill somebody. Hopefully they don't, but they might, they might cause cancer in 10 years. We don't know. Hydrochloroquine, we know it's been around forever. This is like when you take, you know, uh, um, in fact, I think wasn't, um, sorry, they're mowing my lawn today. Um, <laughs> every news, uh, every show in America has these bizarre moments now where like, I just, know you're like, yeah, you know, they're, 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 sorry, they're washing the windows, you know, crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the, uh, the, the, uh, I, I think it's, uh, what's the little blue pill Viagra mm-hmm. wasn't Viagra for something else. And they realized that, oh man, it's great for erections. And so they started marketing I, it that yeah, way. I think, I think you're right. right. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yep. It's the same thing with hydrochloroquine. Absolutely. It was made for something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even remember what it was, but then it was moved over to lupus because it wasn't as effective uh, on what it was designed for, but it actually had really great benefits for people who have really bad arthritis, uh, arthritis and mm-hmm. lupus. And so they started using it for, for them. What is the problem with this, CNN? This is done all the time. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program.
Jeff Brown is one of the more fascinating men uh, I have uh, I have talked to, uh, and I really enjoy really enjoy getting his perspective. I am a technology freak, but know just enough to be dangerous. He really knows this stuff. Chief technology analyst for Bonner and Partners, uh, kind of a futurist. Jeff Brown, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are things? Fantastic. So now, Jeff, coming on this program, is it kind of like going to nursery school? Is it kind of like, ah, okay, I can talk down for 20 minutes. Is it kind of like that no, for you? Not, uh, not, no. not okay. at all. Not at all. But the the uh, part of the pleasure is um, being able to explain, you know, complex uh, technology topics um, in a way that everybody understands. Okay, so you'll have to do that here. On 5G, there is a conspiracy going around now that 5G, and, and if I may, uh, is, is partially, to ca- uh, 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 partially the cause of coronavirus because 5G causes the blood that's circulating in your body to be unable to carry oxygen. Now you crazy. Now let me let me give you the whole thing here. What's especially horrifying about the critical care of coronavirus patients is they're not suffering from viral pneumonia rather than an ability to absorb or carry oxygen in the blood. Um, they they say that this is exactly what five G does. It kills the ability of the body to carry enough oxygen in the blood. Tell me about five G. Right. Right. So, so, you know, of course, um, uh, that particular conspiracy is not, it's baseless. It's not founded on anything, really. Um, You you know, at the the simplest level, um, uh, mobile phones and cell phone towers, they they emit uh, radio waves. So that's uh, radio frequency radiation. The key part to understand is that it's a form of radiation called non-ionizing radiation. And so... Our bodies have been experiencing this kind of uh, radiation our whole lives. Uh, It's completely normal. It's all around us. And here's the key point. Uh, The key thing is is that this kind of non-ionizing radiation does not damage DNA or cell tissue in any way whatsoever. So not only um, can it not have any negative effects on our immune system, it also can't uh, cause any forms of mutations. That was another conspiracy theory I was asked about as to whether or not uh, 5G uh, cell towers could cause the coronavirus to mutate, and that's what created uh, COVID-19 in the first place, which, of course, is absolutely not true. Isn't this the same kind of stuff we have about every new technology? Don't, don't we have this about uh, radio towers and then television towers and then cell phone towers? Absolutely, with every successive generation, uh, and not ironically, um, uh, these new generations of wireless technology that come along every 10 years, these conspiracy theories pop up, you know, for 12 to 18 months, and eventually they go away, and they come back uh, with the next generation of wireless technology. So, but 5G is different. I mean, you're not supposed to stand in front of one of the towers, right? Can it, can, well, it, can it cook you? What, uh, no. Um, 
and obviously uh, no network would ever be designed so that um, we're, we carry around the base station right next to our, our head. Um, yes, the power levels are higher than uh, 4G. Um, that's, uh, that's a natural um, result of the evolution to operating at higher frequency bands. Uh, but these uh, cell towers are um, hundreds of feet, sometimes miles away from where anybody would be uh, using their, uh, their cell phone. Um, and, and also worth mentioning, uh, you know, the FDA uh, specifies uh, what level is safe for uh, the human body. And the current regulations uh, have basically a 50-fold safety margin in them right now. So, in other words, there's a tremendous amount of cushion. So, you don't buy any of the the so-called studies uh, that show that it causes mental illness, that it's causing a lack of oxygen in the hemoglobe, but none of that. Absolutely not. There, you know, again, with non-ionizing radiation, there's there's no. There's not even the potential for damage to DNA or uh, cell tissue. Um, it, it might be worth mentioning there was a, a very interesting study done um, in Denmark. It was kind of the most, the, the largest percentage of a population. They analyzed about 360,000 mobile phone subscribers over a period of more than a decade, uh, looking for some kind of connection between, uh, for example, a brain tumor or brain cancer and uh, cell phone usage. And they were completely inconclusive. There was no evidence whatsoever to indicate that there were any negative health effects. No, I, I saw a study just uh, a few months ago that shows that if you're using your cell phone and you keep it by your head, uh, it's actually causing like little devil horns to grow out of the back of your spine. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> that was an actual report uh, online. I don't know if you saw that, but... Uh... I didn't see that one. There was, though. You <laughs> might be interested. Um, uh, another study that was done, it was actually uh, conducted by the National Institutes of Health and the FDA. And what they did is they did what you suggested. They put basically a very high-power radio transmitter uh, next to rats um, and exposed them uh, to this non-ionized radiation. Uh, and what they found um, was... Uh, that the animals that were exposed to this non-ionized radiation actually lived longer than the control animals that weren't exposed to it. All right, I think, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna leave it at uh, <laughs> leave it at that. Uh, Jeff, tell me any updates on the. Do you do you know anything about the hydroxychloroquine? Uh, or any updates on any of the medicines that are, are going through the, the vaccines or, or cures or anything that you've seen? Yeah, the uh, hydroxychloroquine uh, combined with uh, azithromycin, um, the, the um, uh, antibiotic, um, has produced some fabulous results within five days. Uh, most patients actually test negative for COVID-19. Uh, the, the only caveat is, is that only about 20 people were tested in that particular clinical trial, but the results were, were very positive. Um, uh, all of the other tests right now are still in very early stages. We're still waiting to, to get some data, which we should have by the, uh, the end of the month. But since you and I last spoke, uh, there are at least five more 
vaccines and development uh, to uh, to tackle COVID-19. So the um, it, it's all very exciting, very positive uh, news from the industry. Are any of these coming from like socialized medicine uh, or are these all coming from the free market? All from the free market, all from the private sector. Uh, with one, with one, um, uh, w- with one exception, uh, University of Pittsburgh, for example, uh, University of Georgia have both developed some potential vaccine uh, candidates. So their their uh, University of Washington as well uh, have has been doing some great work. So there is some some development coming out of academia uh, that's uh, that's worth mentioning. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much. Um, do, do you have any um, anything else on the technology front that is uh, exciting that you're seeing that that will play a role in either what's happening uh, with our society or, uh, you know, anything having to do with what we're going through now? Do you see anything? Well, you know, if anything, this current pandemic has raised the profile of how critical our communications network and infrastructure has become. We've seen, for example, uh, data rates, data traffic over wireless networks spike by 50 percent. And our 4G networks are overloaded, which uh, really demonstrates why our 5G networks, which can have so, so much greater capacity, are so critical uh, to uh, to our nation's infrastructure. In fact, um, uh, just in uh, D.C., uh, I've been testing the 5G wireless networks, and the speeds are extraordinary, as much as 1.7 gigabits per second, which is more than 100 times faster than what you or I would normally experience on a 4G network. Uh, and these networks are live, up and running today. We've got over 110 cities in the United States that have 5G network coverage. How, how, what's not coming back, Jeff? I mean, I, I saw this thing in Washington state and they said they're, they're closing the schools and they intend on coming back next year, but they want to make sure that they can do virtual schools uh, for next year as well. Yada, yada. What do, what are some of the things that you think are just not going to come back? How is this uh, going to change us? I like to think about this as a modification of our normal behavior. Um, we're definitely going to see a reduction in, uh, in business travel. This is definitely making it very clear that um, we don't need to travel as much as we have in the past to, to get our jobs done. Um, we'll definitely see uh, more distributed workforces. Uh, so rather than working from home being uh, somewhat of a stigma in many uh, corporations, uh, I think we'll see this to be encouraged. And uh, this will also obviously, you know, save business expenses, both in, in terms of travel and required office space. It's uh, it's already forcing uh, 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 the private sector to rethink, um, uh, you know, the distribution of their workforce and uh, our productivity levels and of course, the expenses associated with that. So we, we can see those changes uh, happening already. All right. Jeff, thanks. Appreciate it. We'll talk again. Jeff Brown, Chief Technology Analyst for Bonner uh, and uh, Partners. <laughs>